0: Hello, my name is Brandi Hofer, your host and founder of Color Me Happy, a community podcast and book, all of which I started in my in-home studio whilst in the throes of motherhood. I am an artist, author, educator, and mother to three beautiful boys. We live and create together in our in-home studio that is tucked away in the quiet Canadian prairies. Our podcast and community was built to empower and inspire. We chat about everything from motherhood, the art world, business, and health in the most honest and authentic way. It's totally unedited and unfiltered. If you love what we do here, become a part of our free community, Colour Me Happy. We have grown the community to support our members with features and interviews. Our link is in the notes. Thank you for being here. I sure do appreciate your time. Hello, my name is Granny. thank you for being here. This is our Color Me Happy uh, podcast. Uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, you're gonna love this episode. It's We talk a lot about um, dedicating time to your creative passions and career and making that time uh, and how to make that work and work it into your routine because when you have a powerful routine, you start to thrive, your business start to thrive and then you live in this beautiful life that you love and that you wanna be in and wake up to and you're obsessed with it and you can't stop thinking about it and you can't believe how you got here and it's all working out and what the heck happened. Um, So we talked to another uh, muralist and artist and she takes us through uh, Elba, (laughs) I should say her name. Um, Yeah, so Elba uh, Raquel Martinez. She does these awesome huge murals and so how she took her creative skill set and grew them and that was all through uh, vision routine, um, and sitting in another career or something else that supplements and supports your income. So enjoy this episode. Thanks for being here. Um, coming out soon, stay tuned for it on Brandy Hofer studios. Um, our, uh, diversify your income, um, course class us oh, yes that's it i just finished recording it so i'm so tired uh and the free marketing tips guide that we give is our freebie uh that goes along with it um which shannon got called out of because it's it's nighttime in italy and her family came home but that is just like how our lives work it's not like we have some magical life where the this fairy came by and gave us these successful creative careers. So We built them, we manifested them, we're grateful for them, we volunteered, we diversified our income streams, we took steps, um, like conscious, very conscious steps uh, to get where we are and we share it all with you. So I'm very excited to support uh, my fellow creatives in getting to where they want to be um, and living their everyday ordinary is extraordinary and I'm so happy you're here. Uh, we'll chat more soon And. Um, Enjoy this podcast as always. Myself, but yeah, there we go. I'm to you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, nice to e meet you.
1: Yes. Likewise.
0: Yeah. We're watching your
1: stuff online. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: It's thank you. You as well. Um, you. And why we originally like connected was I think you commented on like. A post for when I like had mentioned what like an art consultant said to me once about Mm -hmm. like never making it or I can't remember do you remember yeah so my friend was clearing out all my photos yesterday
1: shout out to Benjamin for doing that for me Um, and I was telling him how I was gonna have a meeting with you today and I couldn't remember so I had to go back through all of your pictures. And then I found the one it said that you were never going to make it as a professional artist, you know, oh, yeah, that's what mother. She said. Yeah, that's the one I looked it up yesterday. I was like, how did I connect with her?
0: Yeah. Cause she said, um, because I'm sharing so much of the artist mother part, like the process and the, she's like, you can't have your kids. Like you'll maybe get a wine sponsor. And I was like who the fuck are you right now? Yeah. And, like, I think I was in so, like, I, it was, like, a two-hour conversation. And it was, like, I was, like, in such shock that it took me, like, three days to be, like, oh, my gosh, she said so many rotten, terrible things that were, like, not true at all. And, like, a gallery will never represent me. And I was, like, currently at that moment represented by three galleries who loved everything about what I did. Mm. So it just goes to show it's, like, your path is your own. There's no right and wrong way to do it. And I had a meeting um, with a friend this morning specifically about – how that uh, limiting belief of like selling your art, and you can only make income or be a real artist if you sell your art like through a gallery in the like traditional, you know, method of selling art. And in fact, like it's just not a realistic income stream because we're creating a diver- uh, diversify your income course. So it's like mm-hmm. being really honest with artists about how you can make money as a creative.
1: Right, and times have changed, right? Now with social media, you can market yourself. You can go out and get your own clients. And it's sort of like the artists are cutting out the middle person in a way. And you can- could... percent of their income. I know. So, I mean, I could understand why maybe they felt threatened by your success and try to, I mean, no, there's no excuse. But regardless, they felt threatened. And I know I have a friend who- uh he I asked him, I'm like, How do you he's a full time artist. I'm like, how do you sell your work? He's like, I just post it online and people buy it. You know, he doesn't need to to give fifty percent, seventy percent to a gallery. He just sells it on his own. So you know, we're rewriting how art is sold this day and age.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was there was a very big shift. And I remember when it happened to my commissions kind of like picked up in like an insane way. And I got totally burnt out Hmm. um, just because people were like, oh, yeah, I'll take one of those. (laughs) and It was just like it was lots. And then that taught me a lesson about sustainability, which is a whole another conversation. Um, So I want to talk about your journey. and the evolution of your practice and your version of success inside that uh, concept?
1: Well, <laughs> um, let me tell you what I do right now, and then maybe we can go backwards. But like currently I am a full-time art teacher at a high school, and that is my my bread and butter. Like that's what brings in uh, my income. Um, And I was talking to that same art friend and he's like, well, you have the luxury of painting whatever you want. And he's right. So I don't necessarily have to rely on producing um, artwork for other people, like commissions, right? Like a lot of commissions I will probably turn away because my time is so limited. On top of that, I'm a mother of two boys. (laughs) Um, So I, only have two days in my studio. I make it look online like I'm always making art. Right? (laughs) It's all just marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I have two evenings after work to make art and I better make the best of it. Um, But during that time, I will produce for myself. Uh, And that is if, like, I'm not represented by a gallery. I go where, like, if somebody invites me to be a part of their gallery or, If somebody invites me to be a part of a show, you know, they'll have to take whatever pieces I happen to have. And so I've been lucky to showcase work that I'm proud of and work that represents me. Um, I also, in 2021, I started doing murals. I got the gig in 2020, and I, I don't know what your experience has been with murals, but they take a really long time to get executed. Yeah. It's not the two or three weeks that you're painting on site, but it's, you know, like the four to six months that you're talking to the client, you know, um, doing the sketches, having the consultations, that takes a really long time. But once I started, I did my first, you know, public mural. Um, That was my life mission, my life goal, my life dream, my life, everything to have a mural. So like everything just like, everything just kind of skyrocketed after that, I believe, because I found my my higher calling and my mission was to get more murals. <laughs> so I've been lucky enough to, uh, 2023 was really busy for me. I had, I would say three and a half, because I did one was a collaboration piece, but I did three and a half uh, public murals. And that was a lot. On top of that, I was doing my personal work. I did um and they were
0: big. One of them was really big, right?
1: Yes. Uh, it was almost 50 feet up. Um, two of them. Two of them were almost 50 feet up, uh, like two feet short from 50 feet. And I'm scared of heights. So I don't know. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Half the nights I would wake up, you know, like jumping, thinking that the lift was falling, like I would feel it falling. Um, so that was stressful. But I, I didn't I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I had great help. That's why Uh, I got, I had uh, Chacha and Chris Barros. They were on my side. So yay, good
0: assistant. Yeah. Your team for those big (laughs) projects is really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, To make the whole experience like really great for everyone, actually. So um, I wanted to go back to what you said about um, you only had two nights a week and you like made the time that was like your your time it's your time to create and it's your time to do whatever you need to do for your business because so many people are like I don't have the time and I'm like I totally get that but you can make the time somewhere for something that you are passionate about like you can make it first of all one thing and no one likes to do it I never do it never look but like look at your hours that you spend on your phone and then you're like oh I actually probably couldn't like have an hour or two a day to contribute to, mm-hmm. um, I know like my productivity and my skill level. That was like one of my first goals. Is when like Facebook started in like two two thousand what six or whatever when it kind of got went out everywhere, two thousand five ish, no two thousand six. Anyway, I was like, you know, we all got exposed to like bigger, better art. And I was like, oh my gosh, my skills are like not where I want them to be. So I was working full time and I'm like, and I didn't have kids yet. I'm like, I'm gonna paint every night. I'm gonna draw every night. And so I would get my tea and I would work every night at the same time, Um, you know, two hours before bedtime and grab grab my tea and routine. So like, I would like, when I wasn't in the studio, if I would like go out with friends on a Friday, I could like hear my music, the Feist starting Because I would like listen to the same, and once you like work these things into your routine, your body and your mind expects them. And we all know when you show up um, habitually with something that the tiniest little bits add up to like really big, you know, projects. Um, So I have a question for you in. 2021, you started painting murals. What made you decide, like, I want to dive into the mural world?
1: Well, can I touch on what you said um, about the literal things and making the dedication? I think what you said was like spot on. Um, I, so I went to art school. Like I put myself through the Academy of Art in San Francisco and, you know, I graduated in 2000 and, oh my God. (laughs) 2008, I think, um, but I didn't practice art right away because I decided to uh, start, you know, a family. Like I got engaged, I got married. And while all my other friends were, you know, I say they had the luxury of like free time. Um, I had to work to pay off my loans, you know, and I had, you know, like a life. I got pregnant in 2000 and. 10, I think. Um, so then I had to raise my children. So even though I graduated in 2008, I put my art kind of on hold. And it wasn't until my my firstborn was like one or two that I started making the commitment to myself. Um, so that's one of the things that you said, you know, you made a commitment to yourself to practice every single night, no matter what. Uh, I started off Like with New Year's resolutions, like I would ask people, what's your New Year resolution? And I had to write mine out in a card. I would practice 10 hours a week. And 10 hours seems small. Like 10 hours out of, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. It's one-fourth of a work week if you think about it. But that's how I started. I put it on a card and I put it in front of my mirror. So every time I would get ready in the morning, I had to log those 10 hours so i couldn't let myself forget. So i did that for about a year but it wasn't murals, it was just my sketchbook. And if i was i was working in San Francisco, i would take my computer or my sketchbook and i would draw on the train like you're talking about hours you spend on your phone, how much hours do you watch watching how much hours do you you know spend just wasting your time. So i would really try to be mindful of that. So that's important. Once i got used to the 10 hours, um you know, it just kind of took off and I felt like it was like food, like I needed it. So making it a habit is important. And then um, I happened to come across a Studio Opportunity and then I made the commitment to two days a week, no matter what, two days a week, two days a week. So um, that really allowed me to uh, kind of develop my style because I never had the opportunity coming out of art school Doing all the projects for everybody else to develop my style, uh, and when you're talking about um, looking at being exposed to other like types of art as opposed to what you see in the history books, you know, Facebook and like social media really gave me the opportunity to see what else was out there. So I started exploring my style by doing other people's like drawing your style challenges. So Instagram played like a huge role, and I did that in my sketchbook. Um, And once I figured out what my voice was, or what I wanted to paint, then like, then I started to create my own, I don't like to call it a a brand, but like my own, you know, vision for who, who, who I was, like as an artist, um, without having to fall into other people's categories. I was also talking to another artist friend, like, I thought that the world wanted political artists. So I was trying to do a lot of political artwork, but I just it didn't resonate with me. Um, I felt more comfortable telling my own stories. But um, as in regards to why I started uh, doing muralism. So I'm a teacher. Um, Number one, I love creating for the community, like the aspect of, you know, muralism to make To fulfill and enrich people's lives and to teach without having to be present that's important right um and then you know making art that is accessible to people without necessarily people having to step into a gallery Uh, i work for a school that's for uh, like underserved community they their parents don't take them to galleries they don't take them to the opera they don't take them to you know a lot of the enriching experiences that can uh create those conversations artistically uh but when you put uh, at least in in my neighborhood when i grew up the murals create that experience that is the art experience that the population where i grew up is is getting plus i grew up you know learning about Diego rivera as a I'm mexican so in the mexican world like those are the heroes sigueros um orozco rivera um and so it's just like for me it's the ultimate you put your up on the wall and you can't turn away from it who's gonna walk into the gallery but people are gonna walk by that mural all the time and it's something bigger than yourself. And it's also like you're leaving a legacy and hopefully what you're leaving behind is enriching people's lives on a grander scale. And if the people in the community see themselves represented, then you're, you're affecting them in a, a positive psychological way. Um, I, right now, I'm working on a on a mural. That's I'm going to start sketching during the holidays. So I know what you're talking about, lots of work. But I'm going to be doing a mural uh, in the summertime. But it's for a library in in a, a neighborhood that you know may have um, you know not the best rep. But I want to put in enough in there to showcase the beauty of the people that live there you know the positivity the vibrant part and the aspects of the community um, to uplift everybody who who lives there and i got to talk to some of the residents in the neighborhood and i just want to showcase and highlight you know the beauty in the community um so that's important to me you know there's uh the aspect of if you don't see enough of you in the media if you don't see enough of people that you know dress like you look like you then you almost kind of get erased from you know history or you get erased from where you live your community but it's one of the things that Diego Rivera did he started painting not the you know mm, Europeanized Mexicans and the clothing that was more European he was painting indigenous Mexicans dark skin and it gave them a sense of pride uh, to start wearing their clothing again. Cause there was, you know, he was part of that Mexican revolution where he's like, no, our ancestors are beautiful and you look like our ancestors. And we have our, we have our, our our, habits, our culture, our dress, what we eat, how we work. And you're on these walls, that means you're important. So that's what I like to do for people. And I hope that my stories and my my images resonate with the people that are supposed to be affected by by the murals that's my hopes
0: <laughs> yeah it it is it is a way of not only like revitalizing neighborhoods and areas and it's actually a very affordable way for cities to do that but it's it is it, it can rep- represent a people and it can have really big meaning and um more of an impact than I think we can ever like see or say necessarily. Um, I'm I actually happen to be wearing my mural shirt that we did this summer. Um and it was for truth and reconciliation. We have a really high indigenous population and surrounding area and um it it was just like we felt for this we worked on it for two years like we wanted it to be absolutely right if we were going to do this it like had to like smudging and like um protocol everything followed and and like at one point I was like I don't think this can like happen necessarily because we don't have the right like team um set up yet I'm like I'm trying to trying to find it like the right image and a good team. And I'm like, I don't. And then um, uh, a woman I was working with, she's like, don't let this be the hill that we die on. Just we'll figure it out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then a month later I came across my friend had done a photo shoot of our very first powwow. And I was like, this is it. And then I was like, do you want to paint a mural with me? And she's, uh, <laughs> and then she's like, I'm really afraid of heights, but sure. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> well, like we, like, we lied and laughed, and it was so hard, but so wonderful. And like, it went like way far. It was even bigger, the meaning and the impact than we had envisioned. Like, we knew it was really important, but then to see the people's responses to murals, like, they are extremely powerful.
1: Well, you know, a mural is like, it's a sacred site. If you're doing the mural right, if you're looking for the right meaning, you're doing the the research, I don't just, you know, when I paint the people, I'm not getting people off the internet. Like I'm actually photographing people that live in the neighborhood grew up in San Jose. These are my friends, my family, you know, these are people who, you know, belong in the neighborhood they represent. And so If you're doing the mural right and you're doing the right research, you're talking to people in the neighborhood, then it's going to resonate and people get a sense of pride that, you know, it makes them walk a little bit more confident. If every time they walk by, you know, their neighborhood is seen in that light, they tend to believe it themselves. It's I like to call it programming, but not in a negative way. It's it's the programming that we need, it's, it's so necessary for our confidence.
0: I just- I totally agree. It's like, you know, people, and I understand, you know, the world can be scary if you make it scary for yourself, like mm-hmm. with what you're absorbing and what you're taking in every day um, and what you're exposing yourself to. I think people have to be really gentle and careful with what you know Your the people the things you're listening to you know it, and and art in that like grand scale is, is a really positive message that can remind people that you know your it's your heartbeat it's what's inside it's mm-hmm. how you feel and that's what the arts are a reminder of like you're human and you're a tiny little speck in such a grander space but while you're here you matter and you should be living to your fullest potential and desire
1: yeah and and that's why you know artists you need to be very like if you're a muralist specifically you have to be very intentional about the images that you put up because people are going to walk by these every day and they are it's going to become part of their story and you get to influence them. I know in the the last community, mur- uh, the meeting that we had for the the library um, mural that I'm about to create, I got to talk to children. I got to talk to, you know, the older population, the like just a bunch of people that were different demographics, different ages. Just it was wonderful. And one of the things that I told to the parents, I said, "Thank you for trusting me because I got selected." to create that by the mural, by the community. I said, thank you for trusting me to raise your children in a visual way that's going to affect them uh, subconsciously. And I will do my best to, you know, give them positivity and give them pride and give them confidence in who they are. So I, it's a big burden if you think about it, because hopefully it'll be up for a long time. And when they grow up, like when they look back, you don't even realize how sub these images subconsciously just embed in 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 you they become a part it is, of
0: you. it is scary i was watching i don't know where did you grow up i grew up in san jose over here okay <laughs> so i'm not sure I was watching a documentary last night on Mr. Dress Up. Did you ever, was that ever on your like programming? Okay, I think it was Canadian programming and I wasn't sure. Um, Because he was like one of the only children's shows and he literally like did crafts and dressed up, like that was the show. So, and he, like every show was like 500,000 viewers, like something insane. And he did 3,000 episodes, so think about, like, the impact he made on Canadian children. Like, think about the impact he had on my life. Like, I was obsessed with this person who was, like, showing you that your creativity had value. Like We, we need more of that programming. I know. I know, but then politically, like, it got, like, you know, they ruined it. Yeah, oh, you're naked. <laughs> okay. Um, but like how yeah, exactly. They should just no, you can't you can't be in it in the video. Um like telling um art academy like uh a special program. Can you get your dad to blow up this balloon? Fun okay. fact, I used I started
1: um, when I needed to make a lot of money because I had to pay back my loans when I got out of college, uh, art school day. I was a clown. I used to do balloon
0: blowing, really? face painting and dancing and magic tricks. <laughs> you do what you can. I know I went back into hospitality to pay off my loans too just because you just got to do what you got to do. And it's just, I I feel like you learn so much in those times, too. Like, in your 20s, you're still a baby, and you're still finding yourself and finding your voice. And I think when you expand as a creative, it's at the point in your life where you're like, I'm comfortable breaching like maybe a challenging subject matter or running a team or like you need life skills in order to execute those things Mm -hmm. properly, like each season is setting you up for um, success in the right way at the right time. And if it wasn't successful, it was teaching you something.
1: Correct. That's beautiful. Uh, Every failure Is one step closer to success somewhere else because you're gonna learn a really big lesson.
0: Yes, my
1: face painting days taught me to be a (laughs) performer. (laughs) So you know, not being shy. I was super shy. I don't know why I was. I was doing it because it paid seventy dollars an hour back, back then. Like seventy dollars an hour to do a party. Like, heck yeah, sign me up for yep. a few faces and then you know pretty soon it was like oh we got to do balloons too oh you got to do magic tricks and i was sweating tricks, oh my gosh not to dress like a clown like i was sweating bullets, but i learned confidence and how to speak in, in front of crowds you know if i hadn't done that job i wouldn't be so comfortable in the classroom now you know i can i can teach i can speak in front of adults and children and I can organize people because I had to play games and sing songs for kids and parties.
0: Good thinking on your toes. Yes, oh yeah. 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 Tons
1: of party stories for another podcast. Maybe not this art podcast, but
0: it's- <laughs> I I know with teaching, you're like, wow, that lesson that was supposed to take up the whole class took up five minutes and now they're like done. So yeah. Like, yeah.
1: What age group do you teach?
0: i am doing we started with six to eight and then we added fives last year and the program doubled so it was really good
1: mm, so, so is it the the little kids
0: right? yeah so we split up we kind of had to split it up with busing because we allowed it to be available for the whole public school system which is great so very inclusive program um and i'm allowed to cover any topic we want so we kind of have it there are a few fives in the older group, but mostly it's just like fives and then six to eights. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, maybe we'll let that like go, we'll carry that through and maybe add fours in the, in the coming years. But for now, like I still have some kids at home. So, or one kid at home and then two in school. So I'm like, I'm good for now. It's going well, but it's a ton of fun and kids like, I like to have that, like even teaching is a very valuable, like those are very valuable skill sets in terms of if you're looking to run a podcast or expand your practice with um, motivational speaking, mentorship, like those teaching skills really, like I have a friend who does full-time, has a full-time art career, the same friend who I'm doing the like a diversify your income she like coaches and mentorships, but she of course was like writing university programming and like, it all helps. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And when you're expanding as a creative, because I couldn't, I could not make over 20 grand a year just selling art. Like that's all I could make. And it's like, it just, that needed to be one piece of a giant pie, you know?
1: So I'm going to take the interview hat and put it on myself. phone. How do you do do it? So I consider myself an emerging artist because I started late, right? Like, even though um, I've been making art my whole life, when I graduated, I mean, I did those side gigs, you know, I was actually a model for artists. Like right after, I need to make money. So I went back to my university and I was like, you know, one of those art models. Um and then I was doing face painting and it was really interesting because one of the students and I was a tutor at the same university one of the students that I was tutoring I ended up going as dressed as a clown to her family's party and I was like this is a <laughs> conflict of interest oh my gosh how it's she, all
0: meshing together
1: how is she gonna take me seriously um but you know In 2013, you know, maybe eight years after I graduated, I started, I decided, okay, it's time to get back to the art game um, and do, you know, do me, instead of always having to provide for the family. You know, as I can see where the mentality of the art director that told you, you're never gonna make it because you do have all the odds stacked up against you societally. What? I'm a woman. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead. Number 1, you're a woman. Number 2, you're a woman. Number 3, you're yeah. a woman. Number 4, you're a mother. Yeah. You know, I don't think that you know, I I watched a show and
0: really
1: you know, because societally uh, women tend to take on a larger caregiving role. Not in all cases. I have to be careful with what I say because I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But just generally speaking, we are. There's seeking-
0: data to support it. Okay. <laughs> Melinda Gates wrote a book, and she has the data over 20 years, and she uh, did each country, mm-hmm. and there's like you know Sweden's 30 uh, percent that. Uh, women do that much more unpaid labor. So statistically, you go go for it. (laughs) You do do more
1: labor. So a lot of like the employers understand that. And so they're more hesitant to hire women, which is why women don't get the same, you know, employment opportunities. And they will ask you more like, oh, do you have children? And that plays a role in whether they hire you or not, because they know you might call in sick more. You might, you know, take, uh, you know, leave a little earlier because you had to go to the doctor's appointment. So all those roles kind of play into uh, why, you know, women have it. Like, for me, it was real. Like, I had to, you know, raise my family and I had to get a, a steady income. You know, I had to teach. I couldn't just create art and make, like you said, $20,000 was not going to feed my my kids. So, you know, how do you... <laughs> How do you balance all of that? My question to you, like 2013, I barely started, but it wasn't until COVID 2020 when I had all the time in the world, you know, and I only taught online that I was able to pour every waking moment into creating art and go to my studio and, you know, do the mural. Like that's when things started clicking for me in 2020. And I mean, this was, you know, 12 years after I got my, my illustration degree, how do you, as, as a, a mother, uh, a teacher, how do you start growing from the 20,000? How do you start making, because was it your Instagram? Did you put a post that you're making three figures now? Congratulations, if that was you.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I I, like, turned, my, I turned off my mic because my kids are home from school and they're screaming their heads off and melting <laughs> down. So I will answer your question. I just had to text my husband I'm podcasting <laughs> and I forgot to put my AirPods in. I'll still answer and they'll just be loud in the background. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, that has, a that has accumulated over like a series of years of making really large goals. And I, and it actually stemmed from and Shannon, who I'm making the diversify so your income course with is she she was in a, she ran a mastermind and I was in it and um, she just picked some really big artists and we all met and it was good group and uh, she ran it because she was just like starting to run them which was amazing. And I was, I did not want to paint, I was so burnt out from all those custom orders, because it worked. And, and, you know, as an artist, when something's working, you're like, I should be grateful that I get to paint every day. And it's like, cool, but like, there's only so much you can do in that one section. So my pie was just like too expanded in one section, I totally burnt out, I didn't want to paint anymore portraits. And I like, I'm I'm obsessed with portraits. I love that's all I really do want to paint. I like abstract as well, but I like to work the two forms together. Um, and I remember, I remember her voice. I, I remember the moment she said, is that sustainable? And then I was like, and I was kind of like, well, whatever, I kind of like brushed off her comment. And, um, I had joined the art Queens and joined some other groups and I was in another mastermind and I was just doing like a lot of research and, um, you know, I feel like knowledge is power because it is. <laughs> and I started thinking, I had never even really heard of sustainable or passive income. And I was just like making art and trying to sell it. Cause that's what, like I learned in art school, you know, that's how you, that's what you a real artist does. Right and um just figuring out what those things were for me that would work so i was really sick of painting so i ended up starting a podcast and writing a book not to say that those are new money (laughs) but (laughs) those are definitely not the big income things but it's another way of a like meeting new people um and you know, having like anyone will come on your podcast, like almost like I rarely get a no. Um, mm-hmm. They're not like, "What are your stats?" <laughs> no one ever asks. What are who listens to your body? How many people anyway? <laughs> right? And it's just so cool. And I get to meet the coolest people and um, talk to other artists, bounce ideas off them. Um, so I would say muraling adding that mural pie, but that's not for everyone. So I just want to say before I go on and tell everyone how I make money. The reason it worked is because I tried so many things and some like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. uh, Some things didn't work like really some things are kind of working and I'm sure they'll work even better later like the book it just Mm -hmm. like glides along consistently but it's not like my big money maker um so it's kind of like a little bit of everything it's like motivational speaking uh the muraling education huge education is a huge part of my pie um the public school system approached me I had just like and that only happened because of custom artwork They Mm -hmm. ordered a custom piece and I was like, you guys have a hockey academy and a basketball academy and this, this, this. Why don't you have an art academy? And then a week later, I just got an uh, email like, we'd love to talk to you about your art academy program. I was like, I don't (laughs) have one. I was was legitimately complaining (laughs) because I was like and it's my community where I grew up. So I actually feel very passionate that these kids have an opportunity Mm -hmm. that I didn't have. They don't have exposure to an Now they have exposure to an individual who is a professional in the art world, Mm -hmm. succeeding. So it's like all these things. So muraling and education, I'll like pull up. I'm not going to screen share my income pie, Mm -hmm. but like courses, education and murals are my top three earners. Um, And those used to be just like artwork and commissions, right? But those weren't sustainable or passive. Uh, obviously the courses in education, like it's a whole bunch of hard work at the beginning, but then you have it there. You can always refer back. I can always make a cool re- reel and be like, this is how we paint a portrait instead of me order getting custom orders for portraits. Mm-hmm. It's like, how about you try it? Here's my trick. You know yeah,
1: what you I- can Tell me about commissions and I haven't done that many commissions, but with the few that I have yeah. done, they're they're if you're charging charging... the right
0: amount they're good
1: exactly so you feel really honored like wow i'm going to be doing this and then this they do slowly start to burn you out because first of all you can't really use those pieces for your portfolio if no it's very much just very i don't know in my in my experience they've been very simple and i i can't really use them in my portfolio but, like you said, the portraits, as much as you know I love I still do portraiture, and mine they're they're not really in my opinion, like telling a story and they're not expressive and they're not moving around, and it's mostly just like a portrait, so they do burn you out and they take forever, you know, so you're you're never really
0: I got really fast, and that's why I teach people in the portrait class, right, like I turn that around. Um, because I had so many, I was doing like four to eight a month.
1: Wow. That's
0: insane.
1: <laughs> no, I, I,
0: I, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I found a really efficient trick for portraiture. And so I teach it in my class and then I teach people in my large scale portrait class, how to like blow those up and make them into large paintings and murals. But this only happens, this only works because I spent so many years making my art building my portfolio and finding my voice i always forget that like when people are starting out like they haven't done that yet you know i spent like a decade on that alone Mm -hmm. like i know what my voice is and i don't need to add like unless i get really inspired and i want to make a collection that year Mm -hmm. which you know i didn't really I, i still painted but i don't think because of this giant uh three thousand square foot mural, I didn't do a collection because I was like, I'm busy and really tired and very scared about this job <laughs> yeah, because there's what, so much pressure. Um, how how wide three thousand square foot mural one hundred and thirty two feet,
1: and how tall
0: twenty two, but it got a little bit bigger because we like added some side walls. Mm-hmm so i don't know what off the top of my head that was but it yeah it ended up being 3082 square feet so (laughs) and and we're planning more for 2025 um with inclusivity and um concepts and revitalizing neighborhoods and doing some garden projects in 2024 so it's not like i'm just doing mural after mural it's just like one thing i do and you kind of like work on each of the little things that you do Mm -hmm. leading up. And then they just kind of like all add up. Mm -hmm. And like, there were years where I made a minus a $1,000. Like there were years where like, those were learning years. Right. And who knows what I'll make next year, Mm -hmm. right? But um, because of the education aspect, at least I know I'm making, and you with your teacher salary, at least you know, you're making enough to feed your family Mm-hmm. And like pay your website fees and stuff. Anything else is like, I if I sell art, I'm like that's a bonus for me. That's like yep. my bonus, and I can save it. I can put it to my mortgage. I can invest or reinvest it back into my, um, and in, into my like company and my business and grow. If I need like a projector or new equipment, you know what I mean. And my original art consultant, not the one who took mm-hmm. me down. I never heard, talked to her again but she was the reason i had so many orders because she's like what if we do this and it worked really well her advice worked really well however um she was more like a gallery art consultant for like i'm a professional artist but like it was like that you know, same concept of like. Mm-hmm. And when I said that to her, when I said I treat artwork sales as a bonus, she's like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> that was my last meeting with her because I'm like, I. She's fantastic, mm-hmm. but I have outgrown her, and I feel like coaching and and getting a mentor is really important because they will take you to the next level, and then you'll outgrow them, because you'll eventually get you'll hit it. You'll hit the level where you like started down here and you hit it and you're like, I need someone else to take me to new ideas and new places and new incomes and new, and you can do it. It's just a matter of time and energy and the season of life you're in.
1: Yeah. and I mean, it's always looking for self-improvement too from what I hear, just continuously, you know, push yourself out of your comfort zone analyze what doesn't work for you anymore. And then that will be, you know, it's kind of like where I started 10 hours a week. You know, that's all I need just to get started. That gets comfortable. Then you're like, okay, let's get the studio space. Okay, you get the studio space. Now it's two, you know, long days a week. And then you can, you know, squeeze things in. That gets comfortable. What's the next, let's start doing murals. Um, And then, you know, I think another, one of the thing that might really help you from what I heard is networking you know meeting artists constantly being exposed to new and fresh ideas um, and you know making those collaborations that are going to take you to the next step I personally um, like I'm a part of a a, an art collective I love how you said said arts and queens oh the art
0: queens yeah queens. that's I want to be a part of the art you can be a part for I don't know what it is. It's like I should know because I've been paying it for a long time. It's like $35 a month. Um, it's run by Ekaterina Popova um, and Alicia, P- Alicia Puig, um, founder of PXB and Create Magazine, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure you've seen around. But uh, it's a fun group. We're having a group exhibition in Philly uh, mm-hmm. in, on January 8th, which I got flown somewhere last month by someone that came up, like, last minute for an art, live art event. And then I was like, I think I've, like, used up all my, like, away mom hours. (laughs) I don't think I can, like, right after Christmas fly somewhere for five more days. I really wanted to go, but it just, there'll be another opportunity and it won't be winter. Like, I hate flying and, like, unless I'm going to a beach, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, and I haven't been to a beach in a long time. But unless I'm going to a beach in the dead of winter here, because I live in a very cold place, um, then I'm not traveling to another cold place in the United States. <laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, I mean, well, congratulations. I mean, on on all the shows. Yeah, the the um, the collective I I am a part of is called Together We Create. And cool. you asked me earlier how how I got into muralism. It's something I always wanted to do, but together we create really helped me achieve that goal. So uh, what we do is we do life painting at events. There's there are four of us: Whisper, Messenger, Whistle, and we uh, put up these eight by eight structures, sometimes four by eight. And I think that's what drew me to your page was that life painting structure that you had done. I think it was on the street,
0: right? Yeah, I got invited to a mural fest by the I... same people who later loved me at that thing because I wasn't from there. And they just we just clicked really well that I think someone recommended me and they were like, will you fly to St. John with us? I was <laughs> like, oh, sure, yes, yes, I will actually. Well, that's but definitely... yeah, those at the street fest are awesome. <laughs> We said you should do that.
1: We do it all the time in San Jose. And how that's helped me is uh, I like it used to just be us and then a few other artists. And then eventually we got invited to larger events and then we started creating our own events and you just need more artists and more artists. So where I was just at home creating, then I started meeting other locals that were also in the same like you know trying to get exposure trying to one up themselves and so we just became a network and you know i like to think of twc together we create as like a hub for you know creatives to network and create in the spotlight because you're you're doing these festivals and, you know, they can use their reels, the 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 pictures. We also pay them. So it's not just for exposure. You know, we like to pay our artists, which is also very important. It's something that I vowed. And I told the crew, I said, my goal when we started was just a bunch of our friends painting. I said, but my goal is to pay every single artist that comes. And I will not accept. I remember that phone call and I said, I'm not going to accept Um, any more free gigs because our people can't be working for free forever. And I'm tired of asking for favors and we became very intentional about that. And so, you know, we met, we meet that goal now, but yeah, that's networking is so important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And however that looks, but you're right. Like the power and collaboration is just insane. Like get out of your studio, Yeah, get out of your studio and whether it's murals or group shows or you know just meeting or having like um what is it not artist mother they change to thrive together network they do uh taking up space so like okay you're not getting invited to any galleries or whatever we'll like pick a space and have a group show and invite everyone you know like or if and i teach this in my mural course if you don't have any mural paying jobs just Uh, like go up to like a clothing store that you find cool or you know the owner or you love this coffee shop and be like a mural would look so great here do you want to trade me for you know two thousand dollars worth of your sweet clothes this year Mm -hmm. and that's what you get to add to your portfolio that's like something you can share that's like your Instagram portfolio like who cares about followers and watches like you're building your portfolio, this is right. what you do, this is the, this is your branding, and you can do, like, even, like, three of those, and you'll have jobs coming your way, you know what, what I
1: mean? I, what I, what I tell, um, so I have, like, an apprentice, um, he was one of my students, and he helped me on my last mural, uh, which I'm really proud of, because it just, you know, bridges the gap between like school, high school education, and then bringing him onto the professional world. Um, And one of the things that I told him is, you know, it's nice to get paid for your work. So I'm pushing him to work with contract, contract, contract. But I said, if you're really desperate, what you can also do is exactly what you said is do trade and maybe do some free work um, when you first start off. Cause you know the best
0: time to be hungry is when you're in your 20s, not when you yeah. have a family, right. family. Don't do work for free or trade only if you're built, needing to build your portfolio. Exactly, for because you job. build your portfolio at the you beginning. write your voice. Yeah,
1: you 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 build it. Nobody, you don't have to tell people you did it for free no. at the beginning. When you do <laughs> that, you just say this is your client, and then you know but yeah. I just don't do too much work for free because that puts our profession that's another conversation right yeah the profession plumbers don't work for free maybe they'll do favors for their friends but don't it just puts us in a bad spotlight and i understand we got to do it all some sometimes like my i used to work at a pizza parlor and he used to say he was like he had a bunch of pizza parlors he's like i started off giving free pizza free 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 pizza for everybody And people were criticizing me, but now everybody likes, they got a taste. They understand, you know, that it's quality pizza. So now they come and they spend the money. I can raise the prices. They're going to keep coming back. So only do it at the beginning.
0: Yes. No. And and like uh, going back to the season of burnout, like if I had raised my prices, the order amount would go down and then Mm -hmm. I would you know, and I eventually did. So when I do take commissions, it's like maybe four times a year now because the price is right. I feel like I'm giving value to my client. I feel like I'm getting value back. I'm not burnt out. I'm adding to the piece of the pie. Like everyone feels good. Everyone feels like it's a worthy transaction. If you ever feel like you're not asking for enough or you're not receiving enough or you're not giving enough value in your product, you have to reevaluate what you're asking, what you're charging. And I think, and that's a whole nother conversation, but like, yeah, like having those um, built in like either documents, contracts or a website where you just have pricing and you're like, this is it. And when someone contacts you, you just send them the link. And you're like, this is my commission price. This is my mural price. This is my art price. And they can look and they can take it or leave it without any interaction really whatsoever, except you politely being like, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it and enjoy whatever, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Well, one of the things that I'm taking away from our conversation is I'm going to look for what's my step up. So that's what I'm doing after this conversation. Uh, you know, maybe get that a good art consultant <laughs> or a manager. I've always been scared of you know managers, but there's so much on our plate. You know, just from you know being mothers, uh, being educators. It's it's hard enough to for me at least because I work you know all like Monday through Friday. You know, I get off like around four thirty. Uh, someone to get my clients. Someone to find those walls. Um, I luckily I I get myself into these rosters. I do like a lot of apps, and I do a lot of calls for you know open entries. And I'll get into the rosters, and then every now and then I'll get a somebody say, hey, you've been selected to be you know a finalist for one of these murals. We're you know one of the top three, and then you go out and you compete, and you'll get it or you don't get it um i'll do a lot of those but i need someone more specific specific for me like
0: mommy an art
1: manager an art consultate a
0: consultant hey why yeah. hey. does being mean to me does being mean to you well he's probably telling your naked butt to be in the garage because i just <laughs> told him to do that i love you <laughs> yeah no you definitely need someone who caters to like What's going on? Are mm-hmm. you talking about like a mentor or uh, like a person who will get you jobs?
1: I think both, right? Wouldn't they yeah. kind of find, that's one of one of my professional fears has always been paying somebody to take a cut. But in a way, like I kind of already do it. I work with a, an organization called Local Color I love it. It's a woman run organization and they do a lot of the, the mural uh, scouting here in San Jose. And, you know, I've done three murals for them and some other jobs for them, but, you know, they take a cut it's, you know, the production and the manager uh, cut, but they take the stress off of me. You know, I can just be teaching. I could be cooking and I'll get a text like, hey, this murals. we found a mural for you.
0: Like, that's not, yeah, that's a job you didn't have before. Exactly. You know, I I, I have people, yeah, who help me all the time. I have a ad person. I have a web person. I have a YouTube person. Uh, I do my Instagram, but because um, it's some mm. one woman tried to take it over and she's like, your voice is really strong and there's absolutely no way it can I can replicate it at all. I'm like, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I run that and then they develop content from stuff I've already already created. But like my ad person for my podcast, like he takes a cut and he also does like um, he hasn't gotten me a mural job yet, but I know he will um, uh, like visit local businesses. And those are real jobs. Those are real paying jobs um when you work locally and think locally everyone's like oh i have to get real famous and i have to have likes and reels and it's actually not true Mm -hmm. (laughs) success is letting go of those limiting beliefs of like fame and what a successful artist looks like it's like your path and your real paying jobs and Mm -hmm. that and finding where you're like really happy doing the jobs it might not be murals i know we both do well with murals um but it's like it, it's just like or mentoring is really like filling your bucket and then you you have your mentees that you teach during the day and then the rest half day and then the rest of that day you get to paint and that's like a really nice balanced mm-hmm. uh, day where you're like i felt i made like money that i can live off of and now I can paint and then for my show coming up and you know what I mean? Like finding those things at work and, and you wouldn't have those jobs unless you had those elements, right? Mm-hmm. Those, that my one friend, Ashley Casson, she's in Florida doing tons of murals. She just quit teaching full time and she uses, you might have to go back and listen to the podcast. She has an app. Oh, I don't know what it's called. It's like, a, oh, it's like a pin, but it's not Pinterest. It's like you have, it's like, just like a job site and you pay for, so it takes a cut, but she like says she does murals and then that's how she gets her jobs and it works really well. And she made a ton of money muraling. Um,
1: so it, it, it looks for murals and then
0: like, it it's just like, like a article. job posting site. Oh, cool. Yeah, we, like look for Ashley Cassons in the podcast and you can find it back. We talk all about murals. You'll love it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah. I'm going to put that just,
1: in my notes right now so I don't forget.
0: Yeah, she and and follow her on Instagram and, and just send her a message and say, Brandy said that we should connect. Her murals are phenomenal too. Uh, as well. Ashley cassons. Yeah, C-A-S-S-E-N-S. Okay. Yeah, you'll love her. We can wrap up our podcast, too. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're totally like... But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Where can everyone find you on social media?
1: They can find me at The Elba Raquel on Instagram.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll just wrap that up because I was like, we're veering off into like, I'll recommend this person. Yeah, Ashley's amazing. Um... And yeah, it was her first year, just she was full time teaching. And then she ended up surpassing her teaching salary um, by adding murals into her practice. So I've known her for a few years. It's so fulfilling.
1: I don't yeah. know. Like, I, like this morning, I was out painting a utility box. And I'm, I'm with you here right now. But my mind's over there. Like I want to be paint. I love talking to
0: people too.
1: Yes. Like, while you're
0: doing it. It's so yeah. fun. And you know, I don't know if I could do it like a ton, a ton, because it is so physical. I feel yeah. like you could get burnt out from doing too many murals. Yes.
1: And where else can you go to work, listen to music or podcast all day and dance while you paint? I don't know.
0: Like, it's the best. Yeah. Um, I luckily like in Canada, like here, like the, it's literally too cold for the paint to cure um so there's like a season oh. there else <laughs> and then yes, I can on. imagine
1: I I didn't even think of that like right now where the sun was hitting it it was drying really quick and I'm oh, like, that's hey, the I worst I could put well for me because I'm doing kind of a flat look they want oh, like okay. a three book flat paint and that's just all about two or three coats right away boom 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 it was perfect because I could finish a stroke move on put a second coat it was fast and on the other side where there was the shadow, I go back, see if it was ready for a second coat and it was still wet. And I couldn't, I couldn't do the layers as fast. Yeah. So I can, yeah, definitely I can imagine the paint's not drying. I brought my son onto our, like his first paid gig was with me, like I was his Aww. first em, uh, employer last weekend and he helped me do all my, my,
0: my fills. Um, he's connected was, I think you commented on like a post for when i like had mentioned what like an art consultant said to me once about mm-hmm. like never making it or i can't remember do you remember yeah so my friend was clearing out all my
1: photos yesterday shout out to benjamin for doing that for me um and i was telling him how i was gonna have a meeting with you today and i couldn't remember so I had to go back through all of your pictures and then I found the one it said that you were never going to make it as a professional artist, you know, oh, yeah, that's what she said. yeah, that's the one I looked it up yesterday. I was like, how did I connect with her?
0: Yeah. Cause she said, um, because I'm sharing so much of the artist mother part, like the process and the, she's like, you can't have your kids. Like you'll maybe get a wine sponsor. And I was like, Who the fuck are you right now? Yeah. And, like, I think I was in so, like, I it was, like, a two-hour conversation. And it was, like, I was, like, in such shock that it took me, like, three days to be, like, oh, my gosh, she said so many rotten, terrible things that were, like, not true at all. And, like, a gallery will never represent me. And I was, like, currently at that moment represented by three galleries who loved everything about what I did. Mm. So it just goes to show it's, like, your path is your own. There's no right and wrong way to do it. And I had a meeting um, with a friend this morning specifically about um, how that uh, limiting belief of, like, selling your art And you can only make income or be a real artist if you sell your art, like through a gallery in the like traditional, you know, method of selling art. And in fact, like, it's just not a realistic income stream because we're creating a uh, diversify your income course. So it's like Mm -hmm. being really honest with artists about how you can make money as a creative.
1: Right. And times have changed right now with social media, you can market yourself. You can go out and get your own clients. And it's sort of like the artists are cutting out the middle person, in a way. And you can- 50 percent of their income. I know. So I mean, I could understand why maybe they felt threatened by your success and try to, I mean, no, there's no excuse. But regardless, they felt threatened. And I know I have a friend who uh, he. I asked him, I'm like, how do you, he's a full-time artist. I'm like, how do you sell your work? He's like, I just post it online and people buy it. You know, he doesn't need to, to give 50%, 70% to a gallery. He just sells it on his own. So you know, we're rewriting how art is sold this day and age.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, there was a very big shift. And I remember when it happened to, my commissions kind of like picked up in like an insane way and I got totally burnt out Hmm. um, just because people were like, oh yeah, I'll take one of those. (laughs) And it was just like, it was lots. And then that taught me a lesson about sustainability, which is a whole another conversation. Um, So I want to talk about your journey and the evolution of your practice and your version of success inside that uh, concept.
1: Well, <laughs> um, let me tell you what I do right now, and then maybe we can go backwards. But like currently, I am a full-time art teacher at a high school, and that is my my bread and butter. Like that's what brings in uh, my income. Um, And I was talking to that same art friend and he's like, well, you have the luxury of painting whatever you want. And he's right. So I don't necessarily have to rely on producing um, artwork for other people, like commissions, right? Like a lot of commissions I will probably turn away because my time is so limited. On top of that, I'm a mother of two boys. (laughs) Um, So I, only have two days on my studio. I make it look online, like I'm always making art. Right? <laughs> it's all just marketing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I have two evenings after work to make art and I better make the best of it. Um, but during that time, I will produce for myself. Uh, and that is, if like I'm not represented by a gallery, I go where, like if somebody invites me to be a part of their gallery or, if somebody invites me to be a part of a show, you know, they'll have to take whatever pieces I happen to have. And so I've been lucky to showcase work that I'm proud of and work that represents me. Um, I also, in 2021, I started doing murals. I got the gig in 2020, and I, I don't know what your experience has been with murals, but they take a really long time to get executed. Yeah, It's not the two or three weeks that you're painting on site, but it's, you know, like the four to six months that you're talking to the client, you know, um, doing the sketches, having the consultations, that takes a really long time. But once I started, I did my first, you know, public mural. Um, That was my life mission, my life goal, my life dream, my life, everything to have a mural. So like everything just like, Everything just kind of skyrocketed after that, I believe, because I found my my higher calling and my mission was to get more murals. <laughs> so I've been lucky enough to uh twenty twenty three was really busy for me. I had i would say three and a half'cause I did one was a collaboration piece, but I did three and a half uh public murals, and that was a lot on top of that, I was doing my personal work I did Um,
0: One of them was really big, right?
1: Yes. uh, It was almost 50 feet up. Um, Two of them. Two of them were almost 50 feet up, uh, like two feet short from 50 feet. And I'm scared of heights, so I don't know. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Half the nights I would wake up, you know, like jumping, thinking that the lift was falling, like I would feel it falling. Um, So that was stressful. But I, I didn't, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I had great help. That's why Uh, I got. I had uh, Chacha and Chris Barros. They were on my side. So yay, good assistant.
0: Yeah, your team for those big (laughs) projects is really, really important Mm -hmm. um, to make the whole experience like really great for everyone. Actually, so um, I wanted to go back to what you said about um, you only had two nights a week and you like made the time that was like your your time it's your time to create and it's your time to do whatever you need to do for your business because so many people are like I don't have the time and I'm like I totally get that but you can make the time somewhere for something that you are passionate about like you can make it first of all one thing and no one likes to do it I never do it never look but like look at your hours that you spend on your phone and then uh-huh. you're like, Oh, I actually probably could just, like have an hour or two a day to contribute to, mm-hmm. um, I know like my productivity and my skill level, that was like one of my first goals is when like Facebook started in like two, 2000, what, six or whatever, when it kind of got, went out everywhere, uh, 2005 ish, no, 2006 anyway, I was like, you know, we all got exposed to like bigger, better art. And I was like, oh my gosh, my skills are like, not where I want them to be. So I was working full time and I'm like, and I didn't have kids yet. I'm like, I'm going to paint every night. I'm going to draw every night. And so I would get my tea and I would work every night at the same time, um, you know, two hours before bedtime and grab grab my tea and routine. So, like, I would, like, when I wasn't in the studio, if I would, like, go out with friends on a Friday, I could, like, hear my music, the feist starting because I would, like, listen to the same. And once you, like, work these things into your routine, your body and your mind expects them. And we all know when you show up um, habitually with something that the tiniest little bits add up to, like, really big you know, projects. Um, So I have a question for you. In 2021, you started painting murals. What made you decide, like, I want to dive into the mural world?
1: Well, can I touch on what you said um, about the literal things and making the dedication? I think what you said was like spot on. Um, I so I went to art school, like I put myself through the Academy of Art in San Francisco and you know i graduated in 2000 and oh my god 2008 i think um but i didn't practice art right away because i decided to uh start you know a family like i got engaged i got married and while all my other friends were you know i say they had the luxury of like free time um i had to work to pay off my loans you know and i had you know like a life i got pregnant in 2010 i think um so then i had to raise my children so even though i graduated in 2008 i put my art kind of on hold and it wasn't until my my firstborn was like one or two that i started making the commitment to myself um so that's one of the things that you said you know you made a commitment to yourself to practice every single night no matter what Uh, I started off like with New Year's resolutions. Like, I would ask people, What's your New Year resolution? and I had to write mine out in a card. I would practice 10 hours a week, and 10 hours seems small like, 10 hours out of you know, there's 24 hours in a day, it's one fourth of a, a work week if you think about it. But that's how I started. I put it on a card and I put it in front of my mirror. So, every time I would get ready in the morning, I had to log those 10 hours so i couldn't let myself forget so i did that for about a year but it wasn't murals it was just my sketchbook and if i was i was working in san francisco i would take my computer or my sketchbook and i would draw on the train like you're talking about hours you spend on your phone how much hours do you watch watching how much hours do you you know spend just wasting your time so i would really try to be mindful of that so that's important once i got used to the 10 hours um you know, it just kind of took off. And I felt like it was like food, like I needed it. So making it a habit is important. And then um, I happened to come across a Studio Opportunity and then I made the commitment to two days a week, no matter what, two days a week, two days a week. So um, that really allowed me to uh, kind of develop my style because I never had the opportunity coming out of art school Doing all the projects for everybody else to develop my style, uh, and when you're talking about um, looking at being exposed to other like types of art as opposed to what you see in the history books, you know, Facebook and like social media really gave me the opportunity to see what else was out there. So I started exploring my style by doing other people's like drawing your style challenges. So Instagram played like a huge role, and I did that in my sketchbook. Um, And once I figured out what my voice was, or what I wanted to paint, then like, then I started to create my own, I don't like to call it a a brand, but like my own, you know, vision for who, who, who I was, like as an artist, um, without having to fall into other people's categories. I was also talking to another artist friend, like, I thought that the world wanted political artists. So I was trying to do a lot of political artwork but i just it didn't resonate with me um i felt more comfortable telling my own stories but um as in regards to why i started uh doing muralism so i'm a teacher um number one i love creating for the community like the aspect of you know muralism to make to fulfill and enrich people's lives and to teach without having to be present, that's important, right? Um, And then, you know, making art that is accessible to people without necessarily people having to step into a gallery. Uh, I work for a school that's for, uh, like, Underserved community. They their parents don't take them to galleries. They don't take them to the opera. They don't take them to, you know, a lot of the enriching experiences that can uh, create those conversations artistically. Uh, but when you put, uh, at least in in my neighborhood where when I grew up, the murals create that experience. That is the art experience that m- the population where I grew up is is getting. Plus, I grew up, you know. Learning about Diego Rivera as a, I'm Mexican. So in the Mexican world, like those are the heroes, Siqueiros, um, Orozco, Rivera. Um, And so it's just like, for me, it's the ultimate, you put your up on the wall and you can't turn away from it. (laughs) Who's gonna walk into the gallery, but people are gonna walk by that mural all the time. And it's something bigger than yourself. And it's also like, you're leaving a legacy and hopefully what you're leaving behind is enriching people's lives on a grander scale. And if the people in the community see themselves represented, then you're you're affecting them in a, a positive psychological way. Um, I right now I'm working on a on a mural that's I'm gonna start sketching during the holidays. So I know what you're talking about, lots of work but I'm going to be doing a mural uh, in the summertime, but it's for a library in in a, a neighborhood that, you know, may have, um, you know, not the best rep. But I want to put in enough in there to showcase the beauty of the people that live there, you know, the positivity, the vi- vibrant part and the aspects of the community. Um, to uplift everybody who who lives there. And I got to talk to some of the residents in the neighborhood, and I just want to showcase and highlight, you know, the beauty in the community. Um, so that's important to me. You know, there's uh, the aspect of, if you don't see enough of you in the media, if you don't see enough of people that, you know, dress like you, look like you, then you almost kind of get erased from, know history or you get erased from where you live your community but it's one of the things that Diego rivera did he started painting not the you know mm, europeanized mexicans and the clothing that was more european he was painting indigenous mexicans dark skin and it gave them a sense of pride uh to start wearing their clothing again because there was you know he was part of that Mexican revolution where he's like, no, our ancestors are beautiful and you look like our ancestors. And we have, our, we have our, our, our habits, our culture, our dress, what we eat, how we work. And you're on these walls, that means you're important. So that's what I like to do for people. And I hope that my stories and my, my images resonate with the people that are supposed to be affected by, by the murals. That's my hopes
0: yeah it, it is it is a way of not only like revitalizing neighborhoods and areas and it's actually a very affordable way for cities to do that but it's it it, it can rep- represent a people and it can have really big meaning and um more of an impact than I think we can ever like see or say necessarily. Um I'm I actually happen to be wearing my mural shirt that we did this summer. Um and it was for truth and reconciliation. We have a really high indigenous population and surrounding area. And um it, it was just like we've belt for this we worked on it for two years like we wanted it to be absolutely right if we were going to do this it like had to like smudging and like um protocol everything followed and and like at one point I was like I don't think this can like happen necessarily because we don't have the right like team um set up yet I'm like I'm trying to trying to find it like the right image and a good team and i'm like i don't and then um uh a woman i was working with she's like don't let this be the hill that we die on just we'll figure it out and i was like okay <laughs> and then a month later i came across my friend had done a photo shoot of our very first powwow and i was like this is it and then i was like do you want to paint a mural with me? And she's, uh, and then she's like, I'm really afraid of heights, but sure. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> well, like, and then we, like we lied and laughed and it was so hard, but so wonderful. And like, it went like way far. It was even bigger, the meaning and the impact than we had envisioned. Like we knew it was really important, but then, to see the people's responses to murals. Like they are extremely powerful.
1: Well, you know, a mural is like, it's a sacred site. If you're doing the mural right, if you're looking for the right meaning, you're doing the the research. I don't just, you know, when I paint the people, I'm not getting people off the internet. Like I'm actually photographing people that live in the neighborhood, grew up in San Jose. These are my friends, my family. You know, these are people who, you know, belong in the neighborhood, they represent. And so if you're doing the mural right and you're doing the right research, you're talking to people in the neighborhood, then it's gonna resonate. And people get a sense of pride that, you know, it makes them walk a little bit more confident. If every time they walk by, you know, their neighborhood is seen in that light, they tend to believe it themselves it's i like to call it programming but not in a negative way it's it's the programming that we need it's it's so necessary for our
0: confidence i just i totally agree it's like you know people and i understand you know the world can be scary if you make it scary for yourself like mm-hmm with what you're absorbing and what you're taking in every day um and what you're exposing yourself to i think people have to be really gentle and careful with what you know your the people the things you're listening to you know and and art in that like grand scale is is a really positive message that can remind people that you know your it's your heartbeat, it's what's inside, it's mm-hmm. how you feel. And that's what the arts are a reminder of. Like you're human and you're a tiny little speck in such a grander space, but mm-hmm. while you're here, you matter and you should be living to your fullest potential and desire.
1: Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, artists you need to be very, like if you're a muralist specifically, you have to be very intentional about the images that you put up because people are gonna walk by these every day and they are, it's gonna become part of their story and you get to influence them. I know in the the last community, uh, the meeting that we had for the the library um, mural that I'm about to create, I got to talk to children, I got to talk to, you know, the older population, the like, just, a bunch of people that were different demographics different ages just it was wonderful and one of the things that i told to the parents i said thank you for trusting me because i got selected to create that by the mural by the community i said thank you for trusting me to raise your children in a visual way that's going to affect them uh, subconsciously and i will do my best to you know give them positivity and give them pride and give them confidence in who they are so it's a big burden if you think about it because hopefully it'll be it for a long time and when they grow up like when they look back you don't even realize how these images subconsciously just embed in in you they become a part Mm -hmm.
0: of it. It is scary I was watching I don't know where did you grow up? I grew up in San Jose over here okay (laughs) so I'm not sure I was watching a documentary last night on Mr. Dress Up. Did you ever, was that ever on your, like, programming? Okay, I think it was Canadian programming, and I wasn't sure. Um, Because he was, like, one of the only children's shows, and he literally, like, did crafts and dressed up. Like, that was the show. So, and he, like, every show was, like, 500,000 viewers. Like, something insane. And he did 3,000 episodes. So, think about, like, the impact he made on... Canadian children. Like, think about the impact mm-hmm. he had on my life. Like, I was obsessed with this person who was, like, showing you that your creativity had value. Like, We, we need more of that programming. I know. I know. But then politically, like, it got, like, you know, they ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're naked. Okay. <laughs> um, But, like, how yeah exactly they should just no you can't you can't be in it in the video um like telling (laughs) um art academy like uh a special program can you get your dad to blow up this balloon
1: fun fact i
0: used
1: i started um when I needed to make a lot of money because I had to pay back my loans when I got out of college, uh, art school day. I was a clown.
0: I used to do balloon blowing, face painting, and dancing and magic tricks. (laughs) You do what you can. I know I went back into hospitality to pay off my loans too, just because you just got to do what you got to do. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I, I feel like you learn so much in those times too. Like, in your twenties, you're still a baby and you're still finding yourself and finding your voice. And I think when you expand as a creative, it's at the point in your life where you're like, I'm comfortable breaching, like maybe a challenging subject matter or running a team or like you need life skills in order to execute those things Mm -hmm. properly. Like each season is setting you up for, um, success in the right way at the right time and if it wasn't successful it was teaching you something
1: correct that's beautiful uh every failure is one step closer to success somewhere else because you're going to learn a really big lesson yes My face meeting days taught that's me to so be a <laughs> performer <laughs> so you know not being shy i was super shy I don't know why I was I was doing it, because it paid $70 an hour back back then, like, $70 an hour to do a party, like, oof, heck yeah, sign me up for yep. faces, and then, you know, pretty soon it was like, oh, we got to do balloons too, oh, you got to do magic tricks, and I was sweating, magic tricks, oh my gosh, and I had to dress like a clown, like I was sweating bullets, like but I learned confidence in how to speak in, in front of crowds, you know, if I hadn't done that job, I wouldn't be so comfortable in the classroom. Now you know I can I can teach I can speak in front of adults and children and I can organize people because I had to play games and sing songs with kids and parties.
0: Good thinking on your toes.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tons yeah. of party stories for another podcast. Maybe not this art podcast, but. It's-
0: <laughs> I I know with teaching you're like wow that lesson that was supposed to take up the whole class took up five minutes and now they're like done so like yeah
1: what age group do you teach
0: i am doing we started with six to eight and then we added fives last year and the program doubled so it was really good
1: Mm, so So, is it the the little kids
0: yeah so we split up we kind of had to split it up with busing because we allowed it to be available for the whole public school system which is great so very inclusive program um and I'm allowed to cover any topic we want so we kind of have it there are a few fives in the older group but mostly it's just like fives and then six to eights Mm. um and then yeah maybe we'll let that like go we'll carry that through and maybe add fours in the in the coming years but for now like I still have some kids at home so or one kid at home, and then two in school. So I'm like, I'm good for now. It's going well. But it's a ton of fun. And kids, like, I like to have that, like, even teaching is a very valuable, like, those are very valuable skill sets, in terms of if you're looking to run a podcast, or expand your practice with um, motivational speaking, mentorship, like, those teaching skills really Like, I have a friend who does full-time, has a full-time art career, the same friend who I'm doing the, like, diversify your income. She, like, coaches and mentorships, but she, of course, was, like, writing university programming and, like, it all helps, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and when you're expanding as a creative, because I couldn't, I could not make over 20 grand a year just selling art like that's all i could make and it's like it just that needed to be one piece of a giant pie you know
1: so no, i'm gonna take the interview hat and put it on myself how do you how do you do it so i consider myself an emerging artist because i started late right like even though um i've been making art my whole life when i graduated i mean i did those side gigs you know I was actually a model for artists, like right after I need to make money. So I went back to my university and I was like, you know, one of those art models. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was doing face painting and it was really interesting because one of the students and I was a tutor at the same university. One of the students that I was tutoring, I ended up going as dressed as a clown to her family's party. And I was like, this is a conflict of interest. Oh, my gosh. It's all meshing together how is she going to take me seriously? Um, But, you know, in 2013, you know, maybe eight years after I graduated, I started, I decided, okay, it's time to get back to the art game um, and do, you know, do me instead of always having to provide for the family. You know, as I can see where the mentality of the art director that told you you're never gonna make it because you do have all the odds stacked up against you societally. Number one, I'm a woman. Okay, let's go ahead. Number one, you're a woman. Number two, you're a woman. Number three, you're a yeah. woman. Number four, you're a mother. Yeah. You know, I don't think that, you know, I, I watched a show and, you know, because, societally, uh, women tend to take on a larger caregiving role. Not in all cases. I have to be careful with what I say because I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But just generally speaking, we are. There's seeking-
0: data to support it. Okay. okay. Melinda Gates wrote a book, and she has the data over twenty years, and she uh, did each country. Mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, Sweden's 30% uh, that uh, women do that much more unpaid labor. So statistically, you go. you go for okay. it. You right do, do more labor. So A lot of like the
1: employers understand that. And so they're more hesitant to hire women, which is why women don't get the same, you know, employment opportunities. And they will ask you more like, oh, do you have children? And that plays a role in whether they hire you or not, because they know you might call in sick more. You might, you know, take, uh, you know, leave a little earlier because you had to go to the doctor's appointment. So all those roles kind of play into uh, why, you know, women have it, like for me, it was real. Like I had to, you know, raise my family and I had to get a, a steady income, you know, I had to teach. I couldn't just create art and make, like you said, $20,000 was not going to feed my my kids. So, you know, how do you, how do you balance all of that? My question to you, like 2013, I barely started, but it wasn't until COVID 2020 when I had all the time in the world, you know, and I only taught online that I was able to pour every waking moment into creating art and go to my studio and you know do the mural like that's when things started clicking for me in 2020 and i mean this was you know 12 years after i got my my illustration degree how do you as as a a mother uh, a teacher how do you start growing from the 20,000? how do you start making because was it your Instagram? Did you put a post that you're making three figures now? Congratulations, if that was you.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, like, turned, my, I turned off my mic because <laughs> my kids are home from school and they're screaming their heads off and melting <laughs> down. So I will answer your question. I just had to text my husband. I'm podcasting <laughs> and I forgot to put my AirPods in. I'll still answer and they'll just be loud in the background. Um, yeah, so it's it's that has a that has accumulated over like a series of years of making really large goals and i and it actually stemmed from and shannon who i'm making the diversify your income course with is she she was in a she ran a mastermind and i was in it and um she just picked some really big artists and we all met and it was good group and Uh, she ran it because she was just like starting to run them which was amazing and I was I did not want to paint I was so burnt out from all those custom orders because it worked and and you know as an artist when something's working you're like I should be grateful that I get to paint every day and it's like cool but like there's only so much you can do in that one section so my pie was just like too expanded in one section I totally burnt out I didn't want to paint anymore portraits and I like I'm I'm obsessed with portraits I love that's all I really do want to paint I like abstract as well but I like to work the two forms together um and I remember I remember her voice I I remember the moment she said is that sustainable and then I was like and I was kind of like well whatever I kind of like brushed off her comment and um I had joined the art queens and joined some other groups. And I was in another mastermind. And I was just doing like a lot of research. And um, you know, I feel like knowledge is power because it is. (laughs) And I started thinking I had never even really heard of sustainable or passive income. And I was just like making art and trying to sell it because that's what like I learned in art school. You know, that's how you that's what you a real artist does, right? And um, just figuring out what those things were for me that would work. So I was really sick of painting. So I ended up starting a podcast and writing a book. Not to say that those are new money. (laughs) But (laughs) those are definitely not the big income things. But it's another way of, A, like meeting new people. Um, And, you know, having like anyone will... come on your podcast. Like, almost like I rarely get a no. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not like, what are your stats? (laughs) No one ever asks. what are who listens to your body? How many people anyway? (laughs) Right? And it's just so cool. And I get to meet the coolest people and um, talk to other artists bounce ideas off them. Um, So I would say muraling, adding that mural pie, but that's not for everyone. So I just want to say, before I go on and tell everyone how I make money the reason it worked is because I tried so many things and some like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks uh some things didn't work like really some things are kind of working and I'm sure they'll work even better later like the book it just Mm -hmm. like glides along consistently but it's not like my big money maker um so it's kind of like a little bit of everything it's like motivational speaking uh the muraling education huge education is a huge part of my pie um the public school system approached me I had just like and that only happened because of custom artwork they mm-hmm. ordered a custom piece and I was like you guys have a hockey academy and a basketball academy and this this this, this. why don't you have an art academy and then a week later I just got an uh, email like we'd love to talk to you about your art academy program i was like i don't (laughs) have one i was i was legitimately complaining (laughs) and because i was like and it's my community where i grew up so i actually feel very passionate that these kids have an opportunity Mm -hmm. that i didn't have they don't have exposure to an Now they have exposure to an individual who is a professional in the art world, Mm -hmm. succeeding. So it's like all these things. So muraling and education, I'll like pull up. I'm not going to screen share my income pie. Mm -hmm. But like courses, education and murals are my top three earners. Um, And those used to be just like artwork and commissions, right? But those weren't sustainable or passive. Uh, obviously the courses in education, like it's a whole bunch of hard work at the beginning, but then you have it there. You can always refer back. I can always make a cool re- reel and be like, this is how we paint a portrait instead of me order getting custom orders for portraits. Mm-hmm. It's like, how about you try it? Here's my trick. You know, yeah, you I-
1: can tell me about commissions and I haven't done that many commissions, but with the few that I have I- done, they're they're
0: if they're you're charging, charging the right amount, they're good.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you feel really honored, like wow, I'm going to be doing this. And then they they do slowly start to burn you out because first of all, you can't really use the, those pieces for your portfolio. If no, you know, really. it, it's very much just very. I don't know. In my in my experience, they've been very simple, and I I can't really use them in my portfolio but like you said the portraits as much as you know i love i still do portraiture in mine they're they're not really in my opinion like telling a story and they're not expressive and they're not moving around and it's mostly just like a portrait so they do burn you out and they take forever you know so you're you're never really i got
0: really fast and that's why i teach people in the portrait class right like i turn that around um, because I had so many, I was doing like four to eight a month.
1: Wow. It's
0: insane.
1: <laughs> no I, I,
0: I, I, Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I found a really efficient trick for portraiture. And so I teach it in my class and then I teach people in my large scale portrait class, how to like blow those up and make them into large paintings and murals. But this only happens, this only works because I spent so many years making my art, building my portfolio and finding my voice. I always forget that like when people are starting out, like they haven't done that yet. You know, I spent a, like a decade on that alone. Mm-hmm. Like I know what my voice is and I don't need to add, like, unless I get really inspired and I wanna make a collection that year, mm-hmm. which, you know, I didn't really, I, I still painted, but I don't think because of this giant uh, 3000 square foot mural, I didn't do a collection because I was like, I'm busy and really tired and very scared about this job <laughs> yeah, because there's what, so much pressure. Um, how how wide? 3,000 square foot. Mirror. It was 132 feet.
1: And how tall?
0: 22, but it got a little bit bigger because we like added some sidewalls. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what off the top of my head that was, but it, yeah, it ended up being 3,082 square feet. So, <laughs> And, and we we're planning more for 2025 um, with inclusivity and um, concepts and revitalizing neighborhoods and doing some garden projects in 2024. So it's not like I'm just doing mural after mural. It's just like one thing I do and you kind of like work on each of the little things that you do mm-hmm. leading up and then they just kind of like all add up. Mm-hmm. and. Like there were years where I made a minus a thousand dollars. Like there were years where like those were learning years. Right. And who knows what I'll make next year. Mm-hmm. Right. But um because of the education aspect, at least I know I'm making and you with your teacher's salary. At least you know you're making enough to feed your family mm-hmm. and like pay your website fees and stuff. Anything else is like i if i sell art i'm like that's a bonus for me that's like my bonus and i can save it i can put it to my mortgage i can invest or reinvest it back into my um into my like company and my business and grow if i need like a projector or new equipment you know what i mean and my original art consultant not the one who took Mm -hmm. me down i never talked to her again but she was the reason i had so many orders because she's like, what if we do this? And it worked really well. Her advice mm-hmm. worked really well. However, um, she was more like a gallery art consultant for like, I'm a professional artist, but like, it was like that, you know, same concept of like, mm-hmm. and when I said that to her, when I said I treat artwork sales as a bonus, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that was my last meeting with her because I'm like, I, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I have outgrown her and I feel like coaching and and getting a mentor is really important because they will take you to the next level and then you'll outgrow them because you'll eventually get, you'll hit it. You'll hit the level where you like started down here and you hit it and you're like, I need someone else to take me to new ideas and new places and new incomes and new, and you can do it it's just a matter of time and energy and the season of life you're in.
1: Yeah and I mean it's always looking for self-improvement too from what I hear. Just continuously you know push yourself out of your comfort zone, analyze what doesn't work for you anymore and then that will be you know it's kind of like where I started 10 hours a week you know that's all I need just to get started. That gets comfortable then you're like okay let's get the studio space Okay, you get the studio space. Now it's two, you know, long days a week. And then you can, you know, squeeze things in. That gets comfortable. What's the next? Let's start doing murals. Um, and then, you know, I think another, one the thing that might really help you from what I heard is networking. You know, meeting artists, constantly being exposed to new and fresh ideas. Um, and, you know, making those collaborations that are going to take you to the next step. I personally... Um, like I'm a part of a, a an art collective. I love how you, s- you said arts and queens or oh the queens. art
0: queens. Yeah, queens. That that's I want to be a part of the art. You queens. can be a part for I don't know what it is. It's like I should know because I've been paying it for a long time. It's like thirty five dollars a month. Um, it's run by Ekaterina Popova um, and Elisa. P- Alicia Puig, um, founder of PXB and Create Magazine, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure you've seen around, but uh, it's a fun group. We're having a group exhibition in Philly uh, mm-hmm. in, on January 8th, which I got flown s- somewhere last month by someone that came up like last minute for an art, live art event. And then I was like, I think I've like used up all my like away mom hours. <laughs> I don't think I can like right after Christmas, fly somewhere for five more days. I really wanted to go, but it just, t- there'll be another opportunity and it won't be winter. Like I hate flying and like, unless I'm going to a beach, like mm. I don't, and I haven't been to a beach in a long time, but unless I'm going to a beach in the dead of winter here, cause I live in a very cold place. Um, then I'm not traveling to another cold place in the <laughs> United States. <laughs> I, I feel you
1: yeah yeah but i mean well congratulations i mean on on all the shows yeah the the um the collective i i am a part of is called together we create and you asked me earlier how how i got into muralism it's something i always wanted to do but together we create really helped me achieve that goal so uh what we do is we do life painting at events there's there are four of us whisper messenger whistle and we uh put up these eight by eight structures sometimes four by eight and i think that's what drew me to your page was that life painting structure that you had done i think it was on the street right
0: yeah i got invited to a mural fest by the same people who later loved me at that thing because i wasn't from there and they just, we just clicked really well that I think someone recommended me and they were like, will you fly to St. John with us? I was like, oh, sure. Yes, yes, I will actually. Well, that's, but that's yeah, great. those at the street fest are awesome. Yeah, we like, yeah. said you should do that.
1: We do it all the time in San Jose. Really? And how that's helped me is uh, I, like it used to just be us and then a few other artists and then eventually we got invited to larger events and then we started creating our own events and you just need more artists and more artists. So where I was just at home creating, then I started meeting other locals that were also in the same, like, you know, trying to get exposure, trying to one-up themselves. And so we just became a network and you know i like to think of twc together we create as like a hub for you know creatives to network and create in the spotlight because you're you're doing these festivals and you know they can use their reels the 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 pictures we also pay them so it's not just for exposure you know we like to pay our artists which is also very important it's something that i vowed and i told the crew i said My goal when we started was just a bunch of our friends painting. I said, but my goal is to pay every single artist that comes and I will not accept. I remember that phone call and I said, I'm not gonna accept um, any more free gigs because our people can't be working for free forever. And I'm tired of asking for favors. And we became very intentional about that. And so, you know, we met, we meet that goal now, but yeah, that's networking is so important. Yeah, definitely
0: yeah and however that looks but you're right like the power and collaboration is just insane like get out of your studio get out of your studio and whether it's murals or group shows or you know just meeting or having like um what is it not artist mother they change to thrive together network they do uh taking up space so like okay you're not getting invited to any galleries or whatever Well. Like pick a space and have a group show and invite okay. everyone, you know, like, or if and I teach this in my mural course, if you don't have any mural paying jobs, just uh, like go up to like a clothing store that you find cool or, you know, the owner or you love this coffee shop and be like a mural would look so great here. Do you want yeah. to trade me for, you know two thousand dollars worth of your sweet clothes this year Mm -hmm. and that's what you get to add to your portfolio that's like something you can share that's like your instagram portfolio like who cares about followers and watches like you're building your portfolio this is what you do this is the this is your branding and you can do like even like three of those and you'll have jobs coming your way you know what i mean
1: what i what i tell um so i have like an apprentice Um, He was one of my students and he helped me on my last mural, uh, which I'm really proud of because it just, you know, bridges the gap between like school, high school education and then bringing him onto the professional world. Um, And one of the things that I told him is, you know, it's nice to get paid for your work. So I'm pushing him to work with contract, contract, contract. But I said, if you're really desperate, what you can also do is exactly what you said is. Do trade and maybe do some free work um, when you first start off,
0: because you know the best time to be hungry is when you're in your 20s, not when yeah. you have a family. Right. Don't do work for free or trade only if you're built, needing to build your portfolio, exactly. because your you job. build your portfolio at the beginning. Write
1: your voice. Yeah, you 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 build it. Nobody, you don't have to tell people you did it for free. No. At the beginning, when you do that, <laughs> you just say this is your client, and then you know.
0: Yeah, but
1: I just don't do too much work for free because that puts our profession—that's another conversation, right? Yeah. It's our profession. Plumbers don't work for free. Maybe they'll do favors for their friends, but don't. It just puts us in a bad spotlight. And I understand we got to do it all some sometimes. Like my, I used to work at a pizza parlor and he used to say he was like he had a bunch of pizza parlors he's like i started off giving free pizza free 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 pizza for everybody and people were criticized me but now everybody likes they got a taste they understand you know that it's quality pizza so now they come and they spend the money i can raise the prices they're going to keep coming back so only do it at the beginning
0: (laughs) yes no and and like Uh, Going back to the season of burnout, like if I had raised my prices, the order amount would go down. And then I would, you know, and I eventually did. So when I do take commissions, it's like maybe four times a year now, because the price is right. I feel like I'm giving value to my client. I feel like I'm getting value back. I'm not burnt out i'm adding to the piece of the pie like everyone feels good everyone feels like it's a worthy transaction if you ever feel like you're not asking for enough or you're not receiving enough or you're not giving enough value in your product you have to reevaluate um what you're asking what you're charging and i think and that's a whole nother conversation but like yeah like having those um built in like either documents contracts or a website where you just have pricing and you're like this is it and when someone contacts you you just send them the link <laughs> you're like this is my commission price this is my mural price this is my art price and they can look and they can take it or leave it without any interaction really whatsoever except you politely being like thank you so much for your time i appreciate it and enjoy whatever right
1: Mm-hmm, that's fantastic. Well, one of the things that I'm taking away from our conversation is I'm gonna look for what's my step up. So that's what I'm doing after this conversation. Uh, you know, maybe get that a good art consultant <laughs> or a manager. I've always been scared of, you know, managers, but there's so much on our plate, you know, just from, you know, being mothers, uh, being educators, it's it's hard enough to for me at least because i work you know all like monday through friday you know i get off like around 4 30. uh someone to get my clients someone to find those walls um i luckily i i get myself into these rosters i do like a lot of apps and i do a lot of calls for you know open entries and i'll get into the rosters and then every now and then i'll get a somebody say hey you've been selected to be, you know, a finalist for one of these murals where, you know, one of the top three, and then you go out and you compete and you'll get it or you don't get it. Um, I'll do a lot of those, but I need someone more specific specific for me, like- Mommy. An manager, an art consultant. Consulta- hey, yeah. mommy. Hey. Dad
0: is <laughs> being mean to me. Dad's being I'm- mean to you? Well, he's probably telling your naked butt to be in the garage because I just (laughs) told him to do that. I love you. (laughs) Yeah, no, you definitely need someone who caters to like what's going on. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about like a mentor or uh, like a person who will get you jobs? I think both, right?
1: Wouldn't they kind of find, that's one one of my professional fears has always been paying somebody to take a cut, but in a way, like I kind of already do it. I work with a, an organization called Local Color. I love it, it's a woman-run organization and they do a lot of the, the mural uh, scouting here in San Jose. And, you know, I've done three murals for them and some other jobs for them, but, you know, they take a cut, it's, you know, the production and the manager uh, cut, but they take, the stress off of me you know I can just be teaching I could be cooking and I'll get a text like hey this murals we found a mural for you like that's yeah. Not, yeah
0: that's a job you didn't have before exactly you know I I I have people yeah who help me all the time I have a ad person I have a web person I have a YouTube person Um, uh, I do my Instagram but um because it's some mm-hmm. one woman tried to take it over and she's like your voice is really strong and there's absolutely no way it can i can replicate it at all i'm like i get that yeah mm-hmm. but uh so i run that and then they develop content from stuff i've already already created but like my ad person for my podcast like he takes a cut and he also does like um he hasn't gotten me a mural job yet but i know he will um uh like local businesses, and those are real jobs. Those are real paying jobs. Um, when you work locally and think locally, everyone's like, Oh, I have to get real famous and I have to have likes and reels. And it's actually not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so success is letting go of those limiting beliefs of like fame and what a successful art- artist looks like. It's like your path and your real paying jobs, and mm-hmm. that and finding where you're like really happy doing the jobs that might not be murals i know we both do well with murals um but it's like it's just like or mentoring's really like filling your bucket and then you you have your mentees that you teach during the day and then the rest half day and then the rest of that day you get to paint and that's like a really nice, balanced mm-hmm. uh, day where you're like, I felt I made like money that I can live off of. And now I can paint and then for my show coming up. And you know what I mean? Like finding those things at work and and you wouldn't have those jobs unless you had those elements, right? Mm-hmm. Those that, my one friend, Ashley Casson, she's in Florida doing tons of murals. She just quit teaching full time. And she uses, you might have to go back and listen to the podcast. She has an app. Oh, I don't know what it's called. It's like a a pin, but it's not Pinterest. It's like you have, it's like just like a job site and you pay for, so it takes a cut. But she like says she does murals and then that's how she gets her jobs and it works really well. And she made a ton of money muraling. so it, it it looks for murals and then it's like it it's just like it. a job posting site. Oh, cool. Yeah. We, like look for Ashley Cassins in the podcast and you can find it back. We talk all about murals. You'll love it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I'm gonna put that just, in my
1: notes right now so I don't forget.
0: Yeah. She and and follow her on Instagram and and just send her a message and say, Brandy said that we should connect her murals are phenomenal too uh, as well. Ashley well yeah c-a-s-s-e-n-s okay yeah you'll love her we can wrap up our podcast too <laughs> <laughs> now that we're totally like but yeah thank you so much for being here where can everyone find you on social media
1: they can find me at the elba raquel on instagram
0: perfect thank you so much if you're looking for some time for yourself to relax release and unwind, Oasis has the perfect space for you. They offer yoga and spin classes of all levels. Whether you are a beginner or advanced student, Oasis thrives on accommodating all aspects of the practice. Let their serene environment and gracious staff help you in your journey of peace, healing, and strength. Sign up online at www.oasishotyogastudio.com or by downloading the Oasis Hot Yoga Studio app. Feel like yourself. You deserve it.